Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Gal and Mayan of Smooth... Smoothative. Smoothative? Smoothative. Smoothative. Love it. And they decide to help women to live abroad and help them to create the life that they actually enjoy living. Now that, as a top level view, is fantastic. Say, so, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. We're You're super so... happy to be here. Awesome. So can you please just let me know, you know, with your business, where are you right now with it? And what kind of people you love working with? Okay, so right now we started our business about a year ago um and still in development uh we just launched a new course and the clients that we you know mostly enjoy working with are those amazing women that decided to live abroad but sometimes they forget how amazing they are and they need a reminder uh just in order to live a life they actually enjoy living you know no matter where they are and no matter where they chose to live and we just love, you know, helping them see uh, in themselves those amazing values and capabilities and qualities that they have inside of them to deal with everything because it's all in there. They just need, you know, some help to see it. Nice. So where are your clients when they when they first come to you, when they find you? At what place, what stage are they in? Usually they are already, they decided to live abroad. They started working on the logistics and then the stress is just taking control of everything else. They don't even know where, what to do next. The overwhelm uh, is like taking control and that's where they meet us. They don't know what to do. And we come and tell them, it's not about what you do. It's how you do it. And it's who you are when you're doing everything else. And that's when, like, we come into play inside their journey to relocate abroad. I love that. So it's not about the how. Ignore the how. That's too complicated. That's where people get stuck, getting bogged down in the logistics of it all. That people used to, and we, we, we were there. Like, we used to do that. We moved so many times ourselves. And... We tend to make all those checklists of everything you need to take care of. And it's so much and it's so overwhelming. And then you lose um, your self-confidence in, can you, can I really do that? 
Can I relocate? Can, will I enjoy it? It doesn't look like on Instagram, like everyone else, like for me, it's super hard. Mm. And we're here to tell her, as Mayan just said, you have it within you. Let's talk about who you are when you deal with all of that. How confident you are. What do you bring inside? What capabilities can you use that you already have? Let's boost all of that. And then you'll feel great in your relocation abroad. Nice. So with your clients that are, are looking to relocate or they need to, what, what are the reasons that, that traditionally you find people coming to you with? Uh, I think stress, you know, is one of the biggest thing, especially for women, you know, and mm. stress is just our body reacting to some pressure that we put on it. And a relocation or a move abroad is a huge pressure on ourselves. So a lot of stress causing, you know, a feeling of lost <laughs> and they feel really alone and they feel that nobody understands them. And when they come to us and we do understand everything that she's talking about, because we've been there before, we've dealt with huge amount of stress <laughs> that actually paralyzed us sometimes, you know, and we couldn't do anything because of stress. And then we help her, you know, get over this um, mm. and see beyond and understand that stress is part of thing. You know, you don't have to ignore it. It's not about running away from stress, running away from challenges. It's not about that. Because life abroad, move abroad is always full of challenges and full of stress. And that's okay. It's okay. You don't have to run away. But you can deal with it in a way that actually will make your life a better one. Yeah. Now, isn't that what we hear all the time with, with stress and the overwhelm it, that allows us to, to freeze? Sometimes there's no right or wrong answer. There's no right or wrong thing to do, which means ah, I'm too overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. So traditionally, I'll do nothing. Mm -hmm. And then you stay where you are for another month, six months, year, five years, 10 years, or you never actually do the thing that you say you actually want to do. Um, yeah. And, so you know, when you have a date for your move abroad and you can't just freeze and do nothing and you move abroad with this stress, it becomes even bigger. And it's so frustrating. We see so many women so frustrated after their move abroad because they haven't done a thing with this situation. <laughs> and we want to help them before. Yeah. <laughs> and usually that's that's what we see. We see that they haven't prepared themselves. They've moved because they had no choice or they made the decision. It depends on their own situation. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of months after their life is so hard and they really don't enjoy it. And they blame everything and everyone for everything that's going on <laughs> wrong right now and all the challenges. And they only see the bad things around them. And then they really, really suffer. And before they get into this point where it's, I will say a little bit too late. They want to quit everything. They want to go back. They want to stop everything. They want to go to therapy. We want to, we're talking to them before, like, yeah. come, there's a couple of things you can do to really improve your life and really make it a one you enjoy and that serves you. Cause like you're here for who knows how long, no one knows and better put it into good use. Absolutely. So what, where do you help these women? Because it sounds like from what you're saying now, it's you help them before the move, you help them during the move. And also that part after the move, 
which it sounds like, I mean, sounds like I'm, I'm going to talk from my experience here. I relocated 4,000 miles from Hampshire in the UK to Michigan. I relocated with my dog. I relocated and became bonus dad to four kids and built a business in the US and the UK. There's a lot of moving parts there. Um, and I did that during the pandemic. So crumbs, I understand the stress. I understand what your, what your clientele can be going through. Um, I had the support network around me. I had this business around me that allows people to understand the stress and the overwhelm and still move forward. So I think those three parts that you mentioned earlier, the before, the during, the after, they are equally important. Where do you find you have the biggest impact? What stage? I think the biggest impact would be the preparation before. Because this way, the life they'll have are so much better. <laughs> and we know, again, we know this because this is what we've done, you know, with our own experience. Uh, of course, they have another need after their move abroad, you know, more support, mm. you know, feeling more understood. And it's a different need. And for that, we have, you know, a different product for that. But the biggest impact would be to prepare themselves before the move. Okay, so I'm going to throw two things at you right now. I know we were chatting offline before this interview about you know people don't realize just how hard it is. Now I've got a, I've got two sides of this. Number one, we, we all don't realize how hard certain things are. On the flip side, we all don't realize how easy they actually can be. So with that kind of sort of paradox going on, um, what do you think to that? I think it's much easier than we think it is. I just had a conversation about it the other day with a friend of mine that told me, told me like, yeah, but you relocated. It was so easy for you. You have a citizenship abroad and you know the language and you have this. And, and then I looked at her and I was like, yes, but you have this and you have that and you have that. And she's like, all right. And it's easier than we think it is. We want to think that it's very hard to move abroad. And it, you can't do that. It's like super challenging. But actually, when you narrow it down, it's possible. It's not, we don't say it's going to be easy, but it's possible. And then it's all about how you approach it, how you present yourself, how you anticipate, how you react to things, who you are, how confident you are within yourself that you can do this. And then everything is smoother. That's what, why we are smoothity, because we want it to be smooth. Nice. One thing you just said there, it's so easy for you. Now, there's a belief. There's a statement. If you could just pause on that, people don't do things. We don't do things because oh, it's easy for you to say because you have the audience, you have the language, you have the money, you have whatever, insert the blank. Really deep down, that feels like it's a, an excuse. It's a justification as to why. Um, probably come from fear and doubt and anxiety but that it's so easy for you because oh how many of those beliefs do you find yourself maybe consistently battling with with your clients oh, many. <laughs> so many uh beliefs you know this is just one of them and you know on the other side like you said again the paradox this is so hard 
This is not for me. I'm too old. I'm too young. I have two daughters. I have one kid. I have old grandparents. I have a dog. I have a cat. I have a job that I can lose. You know, I have a big career. All those things are just excuses, as you said. We know that because if you do want to, move abroad, you'll find a solution. And you know, one of the first thing we said to our client is find the real reason to this decision, the real reason that made you move abroad. And the real one would be one that is yours to begin with and not your partners, not your mothers, not your daughters, not your bosses. You're not moving for a job, you're moving for yourself first. What's the real reason there? And then you'll be able to shut all those excuses because it's not about your age. It's not about your boss. It's not about your nationality. It's not, it's not about that. It's very personal for every one of those uh, clients that we have. And they are yeah, the only will, one who will know find that. a way, right? Always, always. Reasons comes first, nice. answers come second. We always find solutions for what we look for. Oh, let's let's go down the rat rabbit hole. Find what you look for as we point to each other over Zoom. Hey, you will find the challenge. You will find a solution. So if you're looking for it, your brain will find the solution that you want. You'll be, you'll find the reason why. However, on the flip side, your brain will find the challenge. If you want to realize how hard it will be, you'll see all the people talking about how hard it is. If you want to find a reason why you can't, you'll find the the rule, the law, the belief, the uh, someone else's story that will say why you can't do it. Exactly. Uh, you will always find the right thing. And you said another beautiful thing. Someone's too old or too young. I'm too old for this. I'm too young for this. There's, <laughs> no. the, there's, there's the, uh, the, the challenge we all face. You can argue either way. So with the work that you do, getting women to do it anyway, overcome this and get them to do the things that they say they want to do. But have these things holding them back yeah, yeah exactly beautiful sorry i'll cut you off there you were you're ranting back at me no i was just about to say that it's exactly that when we say how you approach things when you bring your self-doubt when you bring your questions when you bring your uh fears that's what you get validation for if you put on, and that's what we see all the time on Facebook groups, people are talking, I want to move there, but isn't it too hard? Is it too expensive? Am I not too old? Am I? If you ask for all those things, that's what you'll find. People will yeah. only give you validation for what you're looking for. So if you're looking for challenges, that's what you're going to see. If you're looking for answers and possibilities and opportunities, that's what you're going to find as well. It's up to what you're looking for. Okay, so let's let's break this down for a minute because we're talking an awful lot about they should be saying this and you are saying that you know, we're these gods who know everything. We do not, okay? We are still working things out. We are still overcoming the emotions and the thoughts and the behaviors. So let's talk about you guys. When you started doing this, what kind of things did you face that was like, oh, it was hard for you? What challenge did you have to overcome? Well, first of all, we started moving abroad when we were just little kids. We're sisters. We started to move around when I was just six years old. Gal was two years old. We moved with our families first. So as kids, nobody asks us, do you want to move to another country? Do you want to arrive in a new country where you don't speak the language, when you don't know the culture? We moved in the early 90s, you know, from Israel to France. 
the gap between the two cultures was, <laughs> I can't even describe it to you how different it was for us. And then we moved again after three years and again and again and again. And, you know, moving around was part of our life, changing school, changing friends, changing cultures, changing mm -hmm. languages. And we had to learn how to adjust ourselves every time to a new environment. But, and we did, we did learn how to do that. But the price we paid, you know, feeling like we don't belong to any place. People ask us, where are you from? And our answer was like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. We really didn't know yeah. where, where home is. And it's very confusing, you know, for, children and you know as teenagers after and even as adults we moved around also as young adults and it's very confusing and it is hard you know even though we've done it many many times before even you know uh, we moved again two years ago uh, three years ago and two years ago it's still hard you still have to learn this new place you still have to learn how to make new friends at 37 years old like it's hard, <laughs> but there are solutions. <laughs> nice. So you've, again, the double-edged sword, you've, you've gone through this wealth of uh, experiences and it's been tough, but you get to bring this into the business that you have. You get to share your experiences, your wisdom, your, um, the emotional baggage that comes with this, but also the gifts and the blessings that you've experienced along the way. So when did you decide to you know what, we're going to put this into a package. We're going to put this into a business. This is now what we're going to do. When did that come about? Um, that was about two, a year and a half ago. We started talking. So we're sisters and we wanted to do something together for years. Like we knew we'd bring the best out of each other. And we were doing completely different things um, before COVID. I used to work in advertising and I had my own business in Israel. And Mayan was a graphic designer. And We've done completely different things and COVID completely shut down our businesses. And it was like, hey, here's a challenge. What's the opportunity in it? Um, because this is how we we believe in, live, living and what's life about. And that's when it hit us. Like, what's the thing we really know how to do and we can help people with? Because we wanted to help people. It was really like something, a big part of us. And that's when we were like, okay, we can help people to live a better life abroad, no matter where they are. And we are, we decided to combine my knowledge from positive psychology, Mayan's knowledge from mindfulness and meditation. And it's like, okay, let's bring all this, that, and together with our personal experience and package it into a new business. And that's how we started like a year and a half ago. Nice. And how have you guys found it? You know, being obviously so close uh, as a family member, but also as a business partner now, what is it actually like you know, behind the scenes? Let's look behind, behind the curtains here and work out what, what <laughs> as they say this, <laughs> strangling each other. Yeah, what what is it like? Because it's not all buttercups and roses and unicorn farts, right? No, not at all. And I think, and you know, to be honest, we weren't that good friends, you know, years ago in our childhood, uh, but. We learn how to communicate and how to balance each other. We know really, really well now what's each other's strength is. And like, we know Gal's good at certain things and I'm good at certain things. And we talk about everything. 
when one of us is like um, very frustrated from something in the business or concerned or, you know, stressed, we talk about it and we help each other and we give it time, you know, also give it a place. Stress is part of our life. It's like super honest here. Stress mm -hmm. is part of our life. We are experts as well, you know, moved abroad as well. We created a new business in a country that is, you know, we just moved to. And, um, but I think communication is our yeah. number one thing um, in the yeah. work that we have between us. And and I'll add to that, the fact that we understood that we are not the same person. So we needed to understand that we're doing things differently, that we see things differently. And it's not my way or her way. We had to learn how to do it in a way that serves us both. So for example, like I'm, I love Excels and Maya just see an Excel and she like shut down completely. And we need to, we needed to find a way that it will work for both of us so that I have the organization that I need to make things work and she doesn't freak out when she sees it. So we needed to find a way, but for that, you need to have a really good communication. Mm. Is it hard for you both to let go of certain tasks? Is it tough to find the balance of where your expertise is, where you take responsibility and where you actually let go of something that you think you should do, may want to do? Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> for example, like Gal said before, I was a graphic designer before I had my own you know, graphic design studio for 10 years. So naturally i took all the graphic design of the business the new business on myself but sometimes gal is you know she wants to create a facebook cover or and i'm like at the beginning it really pissed me off because this is my thing like uh -huh. you can't come to this <laughs> but i learned to you know it's not that important it's not the main thing of our business so it doesn't really matter who does that and you can do it uh, and there are plenty of others. <laughs> there are plenty of examples. We really try to make, like, we have things. Everyone is doing their own thing because it's normal. Mm. You need to, to have a, a system that works. But it's about finding what works best for the business and not from our own skills or ego or desires. It's really like the business comes first. Mm. Love that. But again, on the flip side of that, how how do you guys find the the sort of work life balance? How do you guys find the ability to to switch off the ability to uh, maybe not over overcommit to your clients? Because I, I I can tell by the way you're talking about this, the passion you have with this is your life experience. So it's yeah, maybe so easy to be like I you do work more hours and harder because of the love of it, or maybe that's a justification. I think that's um, maybe one of the struggles that we have, that we just love this thing so much that it yeah. became our life. And this is like, I don't, honestly, I don't think we switch a lot to, you know, normal life, not business life. Uh -huh. um, and, and that's a struggle, a real struggle, um, because we have less uh, private I, life maybe i think it's about understanding like there's a this misconception that if you're going your own way and you create your own business you are quitting your nine to five 
but actually you're moving into a 24-7 kind of a business because you have you want it to work, so you do. But then on the other side, we really like we work based on our values. So true, we work a lot. Uh, but because we value other things as well, like we value family time and we value friends and we value our health. So mm. we we find time to work out, we find time to Mayan be with our girls. I'm going on dates. Like we need to find time for other things. And it's about putting it into priorities because you cannot do your best thing. You cannot be the best coach. You cannot be the best service provider if you are not in the best shape. And so you need to understand how you fill your own cup um, in order to be able to keep on providing to others. Sure. And it comes with trial and error, right? Exactly. Sometimes so it hurts you- and it hurts. <laughs> Who do you surround yourself with? So you have each other to, to help, which is a blessing and a curse as well, because you're always there. But who do you surround yourself around to help you from a personal, from a business to keep your yourselves going? Uh, we have lots of different kinds of people around us. And we did change a lot because we, for example, stopped talking on our business to people who weren't, you know, understanding what we're doing and supporting of it. Uh, Even though those are people that we really love, we just stopped sharing with them because Mm. we felt we needed people that will support us more on this crazy dream that we have. Um, So we have each other, of course, and our family is super supportive. Our parents, my partner, they all like really support us. We have a couple of friends. Uh, we also have, you know, we used to have life coaches uh, separately and we had business coach together and um, we have all kinds of training that we did. And like basically those, we make sure to surround ourselves with people that are in the same mindset business-wise and growth-wise and personal development-wise, uh, that they will lift us up instead of you know bringing us down all the time. Yeah, I think one thing you just mentioned there, it is so important to be around those people who bring you up because having that negative comments or energy um, around you when you're trying so hard to build what you know is the right thing for you. And you don't want to inherit other people's fears, other people's scarcity, other people's doubts, because it's got nothing to do with you, which is why it's so important to be around the right people. Again, which is why it's such a blessing for, for you two to be working so closely together. Um, it's it's a beautiful thing to, to see. Yeah, but so, I can share with you that sometimes uh-huh. when one of us is going down, you know, and gets stressed from the business or really frustrated, she brings the other one down as well. And mm-hmm. we have to work really hard and yeah. to be really, really honest with ourselves, saying, yeah, you know, your down energy right now is yours. I don't need to go down <laughs> with you. And I'll be the one that lifts you up. But, you know, the default is when one is going down, the other is going down as well. Yeah. And, and how does we, that how does that impact your business? Because that's being able to juggle that. It's something that, you know, solopreneurs don't have to deal with. You you do it yourself. So how does that impact your, your day-to-day or week or the production that you do? So, so sometimes, for example, if we have a low day like that, if one of us is going down and the other one is like being pulled down so we'll 
take a step back. We'll go for a walk. We'll make a change. We're not going to force ourselves to do something that we need to do. Although we know we need to, but we understand that, wait a second, something's going on. We need to lift it up again before we can actually do whatever it is that we are having a Mm. task to do. Um, But also sometimes we bring each other down, but most of the time I think we know already how to bring each other up. And that's the blessing of being too inside of this business and also of supporting, like, if I don't feel well for whatever reason, if it's like sickness or mentally or whatever, I'm not in the best shape. So Mayan will keep on working and it works the other way around. Mayan needs to be with her girls for a day or two and I will take on more of the work so we can keep on turning the business into what it want, we want it to be. So I think it's about looking at everything as we said it, as, as we said to our clients, but as we said earlier here, it's about looking at the challenge as an opportunity. What's the opportunity behind this challenge? The challenge is here. It's given. Um, working closely, working separately. We had businesses on our own. Now we have businesses together. Like it's about looking for the opportunity behind it and taking advantage of what you can. That's a beautiful way to end this 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 episode. Challenge versus opportunity depends what your perception is and what you're prepared to look at. And that back to the start, it depends what you want to find. If you want to find a challenge, you'll find it. If you want to see the opportunity and the way through, you will find it. It's just you guys are the the bridge. You have the capability, the knowledge, the the, the business to help these women to be able to relocate and live the life they want. Girl, man, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us and for letting us share, you know, our stories and our beliefs. Thank you. If people want to find out more about you and your business and reach out for help, if they feel that you are the right people to help in this moment, uh, how can they find you? Uh, Easiest way, social media, uh, our name, Smoothative, uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, we're all (laughs) over the place. And, or our website, smoothative.com perfect well guys thank you so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure thank Thank you you so much hey katie yeah mark want to do an outro i sure do sweet hey thank you so so much for listening and making it to the end yay you so what happens next we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. See you next time. Bye.